1: We're in a state
2: of confusion.
1: Questions on your mind. Send in my and brandy.
2: Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. Pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned.
0: Are you happy to be back? (laughs) (laughs) At home, away from me?
3: Honestly, not really. No, yeah. Oh, (laughs) when I tell you that the weather today is nothing short of (laughs) sheer perfection of gorgeousness and the perfect temperature I've ever felt with a slight breeze, and oh my goodness, like, honestly, it is the weather that's like it, it's the whole reason. It just like usually I get up and if I'm in Nashville, I just don't go outside. The first thing I do when I open my eyes and get out of bed is go outside. Huh. And it's because it's always the perfect weather. Uh-huh. And it's always pretty out. <laughs> wow. It, well, the weather here was nice today, too. for once. Well, a couple of days ago when I was there, it was really nice.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: I feel like even like the day after that, which was yesterday. I think it was just muggy. I mean, that's Nashville summers for you. Yeah. It is not muggy here at all. It's definitely not. I mean, like it gets like that in September and it's terrible, but for today, California was great. Well,
4: I am so happy for you.
3: Yeah, it was really nice. I was outside. I literally was outside all day. It was great. Wow. But Are the dogs pumped to see you? Honestly, the dogs lost their mind. I'm I am mean, sure. I mean, literally, I don't know. I, I was scared.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he was like that when he saw me a couple weeks ago. So I can't imagine what he was like when he saw his mommy. No, he lost it. It was great. And,
3: uh, but uh, no, that's the other thing. I was just glad to get back and see my plants and oh. my dogs and like all my stuff. It was, <laughs> it was good. I missed them so much. Oh, I really did. I missed them a lot. But have let's to- talk about the fact that I nearly didn't get home. <laughs> honestly, and I even felt sor- sorry or for the pilots and you know, like the people that are working because. Mm-hmm. So first of all, um, yesterday I get on a flight to come from Nashville back to LA, and I've been gone like two months. And so I was like pretty excited. I was so like, you know, I got to the airport and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got here at the perfect time. It was only like really 40 minutes before the flight because I wasn't checking a bag and I have TSA. So I was like, I could not have timed this more perfect. Mm -hmm. I was literally thinking perfect timing. Anyway, so we're standing around, standing around. We finally start to board. And first of all, I go to scan my ticket and it kept bouncing back. That's weird. Oh, my gosh. Like, what is happening? Am I not on the flight? But it had booked it for some reason twice. I did it online. lawn. The oh. some reason it did it two times. And so, anyway, I had to step to the side, and they had to figure that all out. But the other thing was, we get on the plane. I'm so excited, and we just keep sitting there. And sit. Nothing worse. Then the captain comes up and says, okay, I need to make an announcement. And he is making this crazy announcement and he keeps saying he's in his mask. Nobody can hear him except maybe me and a few other people because I'm in the second row. Mm -hmm. And literally was saying that they had an outdated flight manual on the plane. But they have the updated one on their iPad, which in a case of an emergency that they would actually use the one on the iPad anyway, not the one in the, th- the big binder, which he showed us, the binder. And he was like, we wouldn't use this one anyway, even though it's outdated. But even if it wasn't outdated, we still wouldn't use that. We'd use this. And then he picks up his iPad and he's showing us the manual. He's flipping through the manual on the iPad to prove he has the manual on the iPad. And he's like, we're comfortable for just, you know, to go ahead and fly. But the FAA won't allow it, and now we're dealing with government officials on a holiday, and you know how that. Oh boy, we're seeing if they're going to let us print it out from the iPad. Uh Huh? It's only about five hundred pages. So if they do that, we're going to have somebody print it and then run it right back. Only five hundred. I'm dying. So we're now. We should be here back from the FAA in five minutes. So like ten or fifteen minutes goes by, then they come back and say, "Well." They're not going to let us print it out and we cannot take off on this plane. And I know we've already loaded everybody on, but we're going to have to unload everyone off and please take all of your belongings. Oh, my! I am freaked. And I knew it wasn't like his fault or, you know, anybody that's on this plane's fault. And so, like you can't really be mad at them, and it's just like so. We get our stuff, and we get off the plane, and like of course he goes, "I'm at, I'm all stand out here for any questions," and then everybody just bombarded him like, "How could this be?" And I heard one lady go, "This is absolute. This just seems ludicrous." And he goes, "Well, it's because it is ludicrous, but it's the law, so I can't I can't do anything about it." So then you are not going to believe how they got the manual. We had to wait. For a plane to fly it there from Atlanta. Uh-uh. Yes. A plane leaving Atlanta brought an updated copy of the flight book. And they know when they, that plane was 15 out, so they reloaded us so that the second it landed, they handed it to us and we took off, which is what happened. But we were delayed. I got there at like quarter to five and I did not get on my plane until 15. That is insane. It was terrible. I would have been so upset. <laughs> it was just terrible. Wow. But anyway, I made, made it. And I'm home. But it was quite the ordeal for something so crazy. What time did you end up going to sleep last night? Let's see. I probably, not till like 1.15 th- this time, which is 3.15 in Nashville, which is the time I was on. That is crazy. Yeah. But anyway, it was a crazy, crazy trip, but I got home and like my dogs were so happy to see me and uh, it was good. Uh, So yeah, so I flew yesterday and so did Brandy. Seriously, we almost just crossed paths right in the sky if I would have been on time.
4: I know it was crazy. I I landed like right when you were supposed to be going.
3: I know it was so crazy. So Brandy was in Salt Lake, right? Mm -hmm, Salt Lake City. And so, yeah, we both flew on the same day almost at the same time. It was crazy.
4: Quick question for you. Yeah. Have you ever gone to eat at a restaurant and when you get home, your hair smells like food? No. This happens to me kind of a lot. Really? Yeah. Like there are some restaurants where you go and like, I feel like usually it's fast food, but where like you leave and your hair just like smells like the kitchen in the restaurant.
3: Well, that's disgusting. It's really
4: gross. I can't wait to take a shower. Where did you eat that your hair smells <laughs> like that? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> this little hole-in-the-wall sushi restaurant that might or might not be in a strip mall. Are you for it's real really, right it's now? It's really good, though. It's really good.
3: I'm it's like scared. A,
4: it's like a little hidden gem.
3: In Nashville.
4: It's in Franklin. And next door to it is a quote-unquote like club, but it's really a bar. And it's called The Pond. And it looks... So sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are probably the best
3: ones. I know. The sushi next door is good. That is so crazy. I know. Man, my hair does not smell good though. Hey, I would not want your my hair to be smelling like fish.
4: I feel like when I worked in restaurants when I was younger, my hair my hair would smell.
3: Honestly, I had a friend that was at, worked at Pizza Hut while mm-hmm. we were in high school. Yes. Her hair did smell like that. Mm-hmm. It's. So I do weird. remember that. I could not deal. <laughs> yeah, I need a shower stat. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Actually, I'm starving. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Are I you stoned? I will have to say I did maybe take a little hit out of the Mimi before we got oh. on here. Uh-huh. Sorry keep I'm so tired. Honestly, I'm tired too. I mean, like we're recording this on Monday so it's like the day after the 4th of July and oh wait so you went to a party yeah I went to a little house party was that fun it was actually really fun well that is great really
4: chill really fun my friend lives out on like a bunch of property and he it's funny because I used to throw big 4th of July parties actually really Miley's the one that threw them and then she would be like invite all your friends and so I invited all my friends and, like, so everyone, like, knows me for throwing these epic Fourth of July parties. And I got to be honest, like, he threw a pretty good one. But I did have a couple people come up to me and be like, is it just me or did, like, hijack your, like, party situation? And I was like, no, he totally did. But he did a good job. He had, like, one of the big blow-up, uh, like, water slides in the backyard uh-huh. that you get for, like, a kid's birthday. But there's a bunch of grown-ass adults, you know, running around drunk yeah. going down the water slide. And then – we we've done this same party. We did it two years ago, I guess, like pre-COVID. So it was totally like a reunion of sorts. And the big like uh the big event at at this Fourth of July party is they get a dunk tank and <laughs> all the guys at this party, and I'm talking there was like a hundred people or so at this party. Like it was not small. Oh my god. Pretty much every male lines up to do the dunk tank and everybody takes a turn like you know standing on the thing Yeah. and then every single person in the line which is like 50 people throw get one chance to try to dunk them in and they do it until everybody's out and they all put in five bucks and it's like a total spectacle super super fun so we did sounds fun i posted a video of bobo actually if you saw it on my Instagram story where um, AJ was DJ and rap music and Bobo's up there like dancing on, in the dunk tank to the rap music. And then somebody finally did get him in. And it's just so funny. Like watching those guys get dunked. I also, I took Azzy girl and she had the time of her life. There were dogs everywhere. Amazing. They They had like dirt bikes and stuff too. And so like, she's so used to following the dirt bike at home that she was just off running with all her friends. And, uh, I was like, I didn't know how she'd react to the fireworks because she's never really been around them. Like last year, I mean, did, I don't think I did anything for the fourth last year, you know? So, I, and then she's only, so this will be her second birthday. So, she's only been through one fourth. And they had, like, tons of fireworks. And uh, and I was like, well, here we go. Like, I hope Azzy girl's okay. She didn't phase her at all. Sat there the whole time, watched the fireworks, wasn't scared one bit.
3: No, honestly, I had Astra on the night of the third. And that right beside our house in Nashville, they were letting off fireworks, like crazy fireworks. And she didn't mind at all. Yeah, not at all. And, but happy. Uh, No. Oh, my gosh. He was cowering under the bed. It was so sad. He does that. (laughs) Like, it was sad. Like,
4: gunshots, thunder, fireworks, none of that. When I got home, he would not go outside and use the bathroom.
3: And, honestly, that's how bogey is, too. Yeah. Fireworks aren't the best. No, I don't like them at all. (laughs) I don't really either. I wish we could find an alternative way to celebrate. Although, I will say... There was only one, you know what, that's the whole thing is I'm going to practice gratitude about my flight, how that came down at last night, because it was so beautiful when I took off out of Nashville, fireworks everywhere at 9 p.m. I guess is pretty much when they start going off. They were going off like crazy. That's cool. Seeing it from the sky was absolutely nuts. And then I don't know why, but when I landed in L.A., probably because L.A. is so spread out. We start coming out of the clouds into L.A., and again, the fireworks were so unbelievable. So I saw it at takeoff and landing. It was honestly beautiful. I would fly on the 4th of July again just to have that experience.
4: That does sound cool. I mean, taking off at 9 is key because that's what time the downtown fireworks here start. And you know Nashville has one of the biggest fireworks shows in the country on the 4th of July? I don't know
3: why. But everybody was like, oh my gosh, look at that window. And everybody's freaking. It was really cool. uh, It really was great. Well, that's nice. I'm glad you got to see some fireworks. Yeah, it was really, really, really pretty. So... Okay.
4: Well, I'm going to give you crap because I know you're not caught up on The Bachelorette.
3: I cannot wait. Your boy, Andrew
4: S., gets a one-on-one. He gets a a one-on-one? He gets a one-on-one and it's adorable. And I got a little emotional during their dinner. So that's all I'll say. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I love him.
3: I've loved him from
4: day one. I know. And then she also, she should not have done this. So, you know, Blake waltzes in and like ruins everything by coming in, you know, halfway through and all the guys are going to be upset or whatever. And Katie lets him stay. She has the audacity to give him a one-on-one immediately. So all these dudes that have been there for weeks and weeks are like, are you freaking for real that this guy just got here and is getting a one-on-one and I've been here for weeks and I haven't gotten one. She should not have done that. I think she should
3: have made him wait at least a week. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. This is so funny. So first of all, I never can sleep on flights. Me either. But I told you I downloaded. Uh, oh yeah. Ben season. Yes. Yeah, season 16 with Ben Higgins. And our really good friend Olivia Caridi was on it, and so I downloaded the whole season to watch on the flight. But I literally watched the first episode and fell asleep for like two and a half hours. You did? What did you Three. think of the first episode? Loved it. But <laughs> here's the thing: first of all, it's so funny how people how much it's already changed and like between season so much and now, and it's funny because the stems of the roses are so long and it looks so ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. It's just really funny, but there is one girl on that season. You know, we his pick, his girls. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe how drunk she get, got. And, do you know what I'm talking about? Dark hair. And she kept her saying how pretty so she long. is. And that none of the other girls are as pretty as her. Oh, and no. she got so drunk and kept like going and getting more time with him and being like, Oh, like, was it lace? Yes. Uh-huh. The fact that Ben kept her for another week is insane. I know. The Ben Ono, Ben, <laughs> I love you, Dad. But the Ben Ono, there would be no chance. He would have like the Ben I think of would have booted her right then when he would have seen her wasted acting crazy. I know. But baby Ben, who was the bachelor, was different.
4: Like Ben came into that show a different guy than he came out. Did he? I mean, I think everybody does. Uh huh. You know, you go in, you're so naive and just so happy to be here. And man, like The Bachelor really, really numbs you up.
3: <laughs> but Ben is just such a stand up, amazing mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. I think the thing
4: you have to keep in mind, which unless you know people, I guess, behind the scenes, you would never think about it this way. But I bet Ben or like anybody in that situation, like you probably really don't even see that girl very much. Like you probably talk to her for about 45 seconds and That's then you right. don't, you don't see any of the crazy shit they say on those interviews. Right. When they're like in the
3: one-on-one room, so she would like interrupt people like a couple different times. And then after he actually even gave her the rose at the rose ceremony, I think she was the last one to get it. She literally, they're all like doing their cheers and stuff. And she goes, can I speak to you? It was nuts. And I remember
1: she takes him
3: off and goes, You didn't even look at me. I you didn't even look that. at me at the rose there. Like, you didn't even look my way. He was like, What are you talking about? She was, I gave you a rose. You you didn't even look my way. Like, slurring her speech so wasted. Yeah. I just couldn't believe he did not boot her.
4: I know. But I always feel this way during seasons. And it's, you just kind of have to like, they could think either the producers made them keep her around or whatever. Because she's good TV. They're well, like, The drunk girl? Oh, she's got to stay. Oh, she was completely
3: obliterated
4: yeah and see that was before you know they've really cracked down on how many drinks you can have while they're filming because of what it. happened on bachelor in paradise that one year where like um I forget who it was that got like blackout drunk and like some inappropriate stuff went down and they shut down the whole season because of I it remember that. so since then i think they've really cracked down on like you can only have two drinks in an hour and that kind of thing there's like rules about it but ben, ben on Ben season that hadn't happened yet. So I'm sure it was like free range alcohol. The but here's only, what's crazy to me is that that the- that girl was so awful, but yet they made Olivia the villain. It's I haven't crazy. gotten that far. <laughs> but anyway, it is a fun season. And it's kind of nice to go back and watch the ones that ha- that like aired before social media took over and ruined everything. <laughs> exactly. But can't wait for you to get further along and have some uh, some tea to talk about Olivia.
3: Well, I'm just cracking up at Olivia. That is not the Olivia I know. It's so weird. It is not the Olivia I know. Like that. That no. I don't. It's so funny. I know. She is just like no. I just couldn't. Yeah. She's changed a lot for the better. I agree. Yeah. She's amazing and so Uh strong and so independent. I don't know. She's just so mentally and such a. She doesn't even seem like the same girl to me. I know. It's wild. I
4: can't wait to see uh, for you to see her jump out of a cake in lingerie, though. That's going to be good. And
3: I I thought it was hilarious. She got the first impression, Rose. Mm-hmm. And also, what was, it was with the girl with the big flower on her head? That girl's nuts. Oh, yeah. She's insane. <laughs> There's part of me that really likes her. That really <laughs> likes her. It was just too good. Oh, man. So okay. good. I watched that. I'm going to start watching it again tonight. All right, guys, we want to give a quick
0: shout out to one of our favorite
3: sponsors, Nutrafol.
4: Sends like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted
3: coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product.
4: Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have
0: body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's
4: perfect for new customers and as a special offer for our listeners. All new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15%
3: off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So this is one of my
4: Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more.
3: For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. What else have you been watching? You know what? I started watching this really weird show. Called. And let me tell you, I forget what it's called. I have to look it up. While I'm looking this up, have you been watching anything good? To
4: tell you the truth, not really. I need to get caught up on physical. I wish you'd watch that. But I feel like we're in this weird, like lull of TV where a lot of season finales just happened and summer is kind of like no new TV comes out. And then in the fall, it all comes back really big. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's not just not a whole lot to watch right now. But I did start season two of Startup. I haven't seen that either. Season one was amazing. So I really hope season two, you know, is as good because I really did like it a lot. Oh, you know what I finished? Have you ever seen Too Hot to Handle? I hated it. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with it. I tried to watch it, and I couldn't deal. It is insane. You got to, like, push through, like, an episode or two to get hooked, and then it's just so good. I liked season two so much better than season one. I'm not going to ruin it, and if anybody hasn't seen it, but, like, I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on Too Hot to Handle is
3: good. Oh, I didn't love. I loved. I'm trying to find. I don't have a, a Netflix app. I just cannot remember the name of this. Can you look it up? Look, um, it's it, it's like a, I don't even know who it is, Mom. That's it, but it's about this woman and she has like three kids and she actually lives with the guy she has three kids with, but they're not married. And for some reason, she's just kind of had it. And she goes, she actually fakes having cancer, <laughs> like breast cancer. And it just kind of happens. And that because people start treating her actually so nice and with respect and like want to do things for her, she just kind of goes with it. It's kind of horrible, but I actually really like it.
4: My, my That's it. Oh, that's it. Uh-huh. I was like, who's been watching my Netflix?
3: Yeah, that's it. Is this a foreign show? Uh-huh. It's so good. I just love it. Really, I do.
4: It's like, like, is it like overdubbed with English? Like, are the is it not? Does it? I hate that, but you can't really tell. Are you sure? Because usually I notice it right off the bat and then it's
3: all I can see. I don't know. I just really liked it, but I think it's really good, very interesting. Uh huh. But honestly, it's like you said, there just wasn't anything else to watch, and so I was like, what am I gonna watch? And I was flipping through. And for some reason, that just sounded like something completely different. And so I just started watching it. And I was like, oh, kind of like it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I need some new stuff to come out. I did see that. Uh, did you ever watch Outer Banks? I did. It's so cute. So season two is coming out at the end of July. I'm really I'm- ready for that. I liked it a lot. And then the one I just can't wait for, and they're making me wait until fall, is Yellowstone season four.
3: Oh, I thought it was just that coming out.
4: Oh, no,
3: it's not out yet. They said it's fall, and I'm just like, that's the one I need to start. But you know what else that's a little lame, but I still love it is you.
4: Isn't that getting a third season? It is, but I think it's going to be a minute, because I feel like like that
3: second season aired not that long ago, right? Or no? It's been a while. Has it been a hot minute? Yeah, it really has. Hmm. Interesting. But Outer Banks was just, yeah, I liked it. It was just like, the acting is not very good. Oh, mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, it's cute, but it's like not great. But it, it's like, I loved Georgia and Jenny or Jenny and Georgia, whatever. I right. loved that one. I did too. So many that people not come back it. for a while, probably. Who, Who did? Really... Most everybody I know hated it. What? It's, they're all, you know, it's like, I feel like we like things a little more innocent. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I, I don't know.
4: I, I like to watch a handle and it is not innocent.
3: That one's dumb though. That's just dumb TV. Oh man. Yeah, there's not a whole lot else. Uh, all right.
4: Well, should we get into some DMTs? I would
3: love like that. Hey.
4: By the way, did we have Brazen on last week?
3: Yes.
4: Loved having Braze on. Braze is great. He is really good at podcasting. But <laughs> he is just so funny. He cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Well, the Stoners love him. All right. Here is our first voicemail
2: hey guys here's rebecca from berlin from germany i have a question for tish and brandy for both uh, two questions first of all are you spiritual living in something higher like karma or something or that some things meant to be and or like crystal magic and stuff i'm really interested in that and the other question is, are uh, you got a time where you prefer going to bed or waking up? Uh, you like it to go sleep before 12 or in the middle of the night and stand up super early or sleeping till the, the whole day is done or whatever. So yeah, I love your podcast. Send you some love and good vibes from Berlin.
4: I'm obsessed with her accent. See, I love it. Like, German accents are so great because they just sound like they're having so much fun at all times.
3: Love. Super cute. Fraser was just telling me he did all of my genealogy. And and Uh he has to tell us exactly. Mm -hmm. But, okay, this is so bad that I did fail history and have to go to summer school. (laughs) And geography. Is Germany and Switzerland... They're close, or are they, are they exactly like? Is there a bo- is like you cross over? Uh, yeah, I think Germany's on the border. So most of my ancestors are sw- from Sweden, mm-hmm. and some right on the other side of the border in Germany. And he was just telling me why we have a lot of the traits that we have. But where does Switzerland
4: come into play exactly? No Sweden. Oh, Sweden. So you and heard- we
3: were we were Vikings.
4: So not, we were not Viking. <laughs> we are part Viking. We have that. Viking blood, but we were, I was not a Viking. Okay. So Sweden, I hate to break it to you, but Sweden um does not really border Germany, but it's not too far. Not I guess I far. just pictured that in my mind. But Germany <laughs> does border Switzerland. So I was correct. Hmm. There's just
3: some water and then Sweden. Okay. Well, yeah. I just thought I'd tell you that little tidbit love that. Do you remember the question? Um, I, well, I love the question about because I'm always interested in when people like their daily schedules and rituals and mm-hmm. like what their day consists of. I personally now I go to bed so early. like if I stay up I to, like you've gotten better if okay, I have actually, I have gotten better. And actually, while I was in Nashville, I was staying up to like midnight. I know I was staying up really late. That here's the problem. That's ten here. Uh huh. So, which is what my normal schedule is. So, I'm thinking I would like like perfect is going to bed at eleven and getting up at eight thirty. Mm. I need nine hours. Wow. So here's the thing. I've been reading a lot about oh, health, boy, health, health and sleep. I have. And people uh-huh. well, ask me all the time about my diet, like at my age, like I don't exercise, but you know what? They say you burn calories and you rejuvenate everything when you sleep. And mm-hmm. I actually believe that 1 million percent. You think we burn more calories sleeping than working out for an hour? Possibly. No. You know, first of all, it's just the way we process and everything that if it is absolute fact that sleep Well, is helpful and being a good weight. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is like, because people do say to me that I have great skin for my age, but honestly, I don't really do anything like that because I just don't think all these like creams and stuff like I, I love putting them on and I think they can be hydrating. But I think like, again, like I have just always, always, always gotten nine hours of sleep. And I just think that it is when we rejuvenate. Like it's when everything's turning over, and like that's just how it is. And I just think sleep is so important. you're not wrong, yeah, so I, don't I know. think kind of I pretty.
4: think my ideal if I could do if I could do it be on the same schedule every day, it would be asleep at eleven thirty up at eight because I like that's eight and a half hours. I'm pretty good on eight, but that gives me like a little wiggle room to actually fall asleep and stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> if i when I turn the lights out, I usually don't crash right then. like it takes me a minute. So you're eleven thirty to eight. That's my ideal.
3: Yeah, I would be eleven to eight thirty. I like to be up by eight. Otherwise, I feel like a slob. I used to get up at eight, but because I've been sleeping later, I've been getting up a little later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like I I feel like a piece of crap
4: if I'm up past eight. But but yeah, Yeah. eight is good. Even like seven forty-five alarm, I can deal with if I go to bed at like eleven or so.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh no. All
4: right. Well, the second part of her question was, are you guys spiritual? Do you believe in the higher power or karma or fate or that things are meant to be? Or do you believe in crystals or anything like that? I think she's asking
3: about spirituality a little bit. We'll take it away.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to answer. I feel like you kind of believe in all of it. Like, I feel like you do believe in karma. Like, oh, yeah, I did. obviously we know you believe in God and you're a Christian yeah. and all that, like the faith side of your spirituality. But I, I definitely feel like you do believe in karma. And I do feel like you believe like, if you
3: put out good, you get good back and stuff like that. See, this is why we're a good team because you needed to get me to to, to <laughs> see this. Now I can answer this so easily. Oh, great. You know what else is crazy about my plane trip, people? This <laughs> is crazy. See, mom flying is so fun. It's crazy. Okay, so we're sitting there. You know, it's a pain. We are now waiting on this book and we're going to deboard the plane. And it's just like, are you kidding me right now? And... This guy that is sitting to my right, there's the aisle between us. We're both on the ends. And like, I hear him kind of making a joke about it, talking to the stewardess. And he was like, can we at least get a cocktail when we wait, while we're waiting or something like that? And she was like, you know, we used to be able to do that, but we're not allowed to anymore. And I made a funny and said, well, can we at least smoke a joint? (laughs) Mom! And he just starts dying like... (laughs) I can't believe it. And he goes, do you have some? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we laughed. We all had to get off the plane. We get back on the plane. And he says something like, did you smoke that joint? And I was like, actually, no, because I actually didn't have any. And I said, no, I didn't or whatever. And he laughed. And then I was like, do you live in California? We just started shooting the breeze. And he's like, yes, you. And then we just started talking. And for some reason, he goes, I actually used to be a pastor. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, you're not anymore. And we started talking about it. We really got into this talk about Jesus. And oh, it was wow. awesome. And what made me think about it with this question is he left the church at one point, And he did, stopped being a pastor. And he literally just said, I left. the church that I had like kind of gone to, you know, for a long time is kind of just started having a relationship with God. It was just me and God. Like he was like, my relationship changed so much for what I was raised on what had to be, you know, like it was so many laws and things that felt like hypocrisy and all this stuff. And he, I don't know, he was just honestly amazing. And it was just so refreshing to hear somebody talk about a relationship with God. Like, I'd never met this person. And we were both, like, he was a Christian, too. So we both were, like, he was like, I just know that Jesus Christ is why I'm here and blah, blah, blah. And it was just, like, such a testimony and so cool. And I don't know. Like, like, I'm going to go have, like, lunch with him and his wife and his, like, kid one day. Wow. like, Like, I really liked him. And he grew up, you know, where he spent most of his time Tyler, Texas. Oh boy. Yes. But I don't know. He was just so cool. And that was just such because I feel the same way. Like, yes, like I just basically I love Jesus. I just do. <laughs> I, 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 in a roundabout way I'm just coming to that. And I also love crystals. Me too. And my crystals have like I feel like they definitely have amazing healing energy. I, I love all of that. Yeah. And we even talked about that. Um, he actually said that he smokes pot too. (laughs) 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 That we were talking about how like, that's okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is wonderful. That is just
3: (laughs) wonderful. Move on to the next Ethereum take.
4: Um, well, I was just thinking that no one, you didn't ask about my two cents, but just to add, what? what mom
3: I am uh...
4: you haven't done this in a long time what is happening (laughs) mom
3: damn it Seth Rogen
4: smoking the Seth Rogen weed (laughs) are you going to listen to my spirituality talk
3: I'm I'm finished
4: (laughs) oh lord I was going to say that Just to add to all that, because obviously I believe in all that too, Um, but you know what else I'm real big on is like just the power of the universe itself and just the planets and the stars. And just, I really believe that like when you put something out into the universe that that you can just like manifest things and that the universe has the power to like really work some magic in your life. So I'll just say that too.
3: I would agree with that. (laughs) I would All right. There's a much larger power guiding it all. I agree with you.
0: All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free
0: THCA free roll. Cute. Okay, here's a more
1: serious question. Hi, my name is Kenzie, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm actually finishing up law school, and I'm planning on moving to Denver. So my question is actually for Brandy. And kind of, Tish, first, what are some tips about moving to the city of Denver? And, you know, I know you mentioned that you picked a certain place to live, so maybe talk about that. And then I guess my follow-up question is, the best tips for meeting new people, especially because I'm single, I'd love to meet some eligible bachelors in the Denver area, but I don't really know how to get myself back out there in a new city. So thank you so much. I, I hope I get an answer, and I'm so excited. I love your show. Uh, unfortunately, I'm about to walk into class, so I'm not stoned yet, but I'll be there tonight. Have a great day. Thank love you. this
4: moving to Denver. I'm super jealous because I really miss it. But okay, so Kenzie's moving to Denver. So um, when I lived there... I lived in a little area called Jefferson Park. It's adjacent to what's called uh, the Highlands. Lower Highlands is kind of like, it's like the trendy area where all the like like twenties and thirty somethings are you know living, and it's just a great. Uh everything's very walkable if you live in low high and there's just a ton of great like coffee shops and places you can go sit, which I feel like are great places to meet people. Like I would always like take my laptop and work from a coffee shop for a few hours. and A lot of times I would meet people that way. Honestly, um, Denver is just such like there's so much going on there that it actually really is a great city to meet people. So many sporting events. If you're into that, like baseball games, basketball games, hockey games, and everybody is so lit for sports in Denver, which is great. I don't know if you know this, but you can actually go and, and like work out at Red Rocks, the, the amphitheater where the shows are during the day. They have it open where you can go like run the stairs or I mean, you don't have to go work out. You can go sit there. And again, like great place to meet people. If you do go to church, I know there's a lot of great churches in Denver where a lot of my friends—that's where they meet people—is at church. I don't know. It's just such a great city. I'm a big fan. I think you're gonna love it so much. I found it to be like a pretty easy, like easy city uh, in terms of like making friends.
3: Unlike LA, where it was really hard. No, it isn't. Mom,
4: I left LA with two friends in six years. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I left Denver
3: with like 15 friends in eight months. You really did. I know you really, really loved it. Yeah. So, but I, you're just so outdoorsy. I think to love Denver, mm-hmm. you need to be outdoorsy. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Although they have a great shopping district in Cherry Creek.
4: <laughs> I'm sure shopping is your thing. Denver's actually really good for that too. Okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, and as far as meeting eligible bachelors, like I feel like this is just hard in general. But Denver, there are a lot of dudes in Denver. They they do call it Menver sometimes, and I do feel like the hot guy ratio is high there. Like there's a lot of them. I think if you're outdoorsy, that will help you meet guys. I think like if you go hiking or go to the sporting events or, you know, whatever, things like that, And there's lots of dudes there. So also like maybe get a dog. It's a big dog city and I feel like dogs like are a good way to get guys.
3: Very true. Yeah,
4: (laughs) that's my two cents. All right, we have another question.
1: Hi, this is Brandy. My name is Maggie and I'm from North Carolina and I could just really use some life advice from some people who have already been through some of the life stuff I'm trying to figure out right now. So I recently got engaged and my fiance and I decided to wait until 2023 to get married because we really don't want to have to deal with COVID wedding stuff. Uh, We also really want to buy a house because our current basement rental is just Not for us anymore, but the housing market is a complete dumpster fire for buyers right now. And I'm so unhappy with my job, but I feel conflicted with if I should try switching from a night shift to a day shift position or find a different position within the hospital I work at, or if I should go to another hospital altogether. So letting planning, house planning, and job planning is just more than overwhelming Plus, they all feel like they rely on one another. Like, I don't want to change my address in the middle of wedding stuff, but we don't know where to move if I don't know where I want to work. But should I really be moving if we have a wedding to pay for? So I have no clue what I'm doing. I would love some advice. And sorry, I'm not saying, but maybe I should be to stop overthinking this dang thing. <laughs> Thanks, y'all.
0: Oh, my God. That's what I was she
4: thinking. So cute, Maggie. I mean, Honestly, I do think
3: that like you should smoke a little weed probably and I make you feel better about it all. <laughs> okay, I like being a Taurus. I'm super practical, mm-hmm. and I every one of those does kind of depend on the other, but it mostly depends on the decision of what you want to do about your work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you really know that you're going to have all these expenses coming up, I just I would be. But also. That could be the wrong thing. Like I would probably just try to change my shift and see if that helped first, just because I love comfort and security and that I always like I base a lot of decisions on that. I mean, it's kind of worked out well for me, but no, I'm serious. Maybe you find a different job that you absolutely love and it's not just a job and like I don't know but for me at like this time when you really do know that you know you are going to have all these expenses and moving and the wedding that just job security seems pretty important.
4: Yeah I was kind of going to say something similar where I was thinking you really just needed to sit down and kind of prioritize those three things Mm -hmm. so obviously like if you aren't getting married until 2023 that's a good ways away. So I do think you have a little time to focus on one of the other two things before you get married. And I do think like you're right. The housing market is nuts right now. I have some friends that really want to buy houses and I'm like, don't do it now. Like now is like unless you're absolutely desperate, like you should not be trying to buy a house right now because it's so crazy. And I had told somebody uh, yesterday, I was like, my dad always says what goes up must come down. So like the housing market is so up right now and it will come down eventually. So if you can wait, I think wait. So maybe take this time to really focus on your career and your job and what you want. And I mean, like employment is actually the thing that I think a lot of people are hiring right now. So if you did want to switch jobs, now might actually be a good time because a lot of people are hiring and a lot of people are in need of help right
3: now. Hmm. That's my two cents. Well, I'm not sure we just helped.
4: <laughs> it's we gave her two options. We gave her two sides of the coin and she can smoke a little weed and decide which one she thinks is best. True. Listen to your gut. Listen to
3: your gut about the job. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is totally a little bit different than that, but I remember you mentioned a show to me that's filmed in Nashville and Brazen and Stella were just telling me about it. <laughs> Marriage or Mortgage? Yes. Hate that show. I did not realize. Like, I don't think you ever told me the title or something. Oh, (laughs) it's a terrible (laughs) title. They like it. Oh, of course they do. Okay, here's the thing though. We, I was just saying, like, I tend to just like do the safe thing, which also like maybe sometimes small risk, small reward, big Mm -hmm. risk, big Mm -hmm. reward. You know, that's always the case. It is, but I'm usually too scared to take the big risk.
0: mm -hmm.
3: So anyway. Who in their right mind would choose choose the wedding and not the house? That's why the show is so bad. But I think some people really would do that. They would. And you know who those people are? People with For- mommy and daddy's
4: money that they're using to buy a wedding. Seriously. <laughs> Everyone on that show, the reason I hate it is because they're all 23 and they're young. and they're And they're like, oh, but the dream house or the dream wedding. But all these kids are so young. It's like there's no way you guys have 75k right now to blow on one of these things mommy and daddy gave you 75k to blow on a wedding or a house and you're just having to pick which one that's why some of them pick the wedding because they are not grown up enough to know that you shouldn't spend 75k Mm -hmm. on a wedding This it happens once and then it's over when you could have a permanent house for the rest of your
3: life that's what i'm saying i don't see i literally would always pick the house always I think like there's a lot of people that wouldn't. I know, and that's bad. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Cause I was like, I can't believe this show's real. Does any I said, does anyone pick the wedding? And they were all they were both like, yes, all the time. You want to know why they picked the wedding? Because America
4: has brainwashed us to think that we have to have some massive celebration and spend un, like, godly amounts of money on a wedding, which is so stupid.
3: Honestly, I agree. Yeah. I got married at the house. Loved it for uh, you. I loved it too. It was all, mostly because I had severe anxiety and it was afraid to leave the house. We had to get married. <laughs> <laughs> this is before she smoked weed. Yes. <laughs> and before I started Lexapro. Oh. But No, I, like honestly, I just can't even believe that. But, I, you know, to each his own.
4: Mm-hmm. To each his own. Well, let's listen to our next message. Hi Tizzle,
1: hi Brandy, my name is Anya, I have been listening to the podcast since the very beginning and I love you so much. Uh, you guys were talking about how men freaking suck, so I thought I'd ask you, how do you avoid feeling horrible after a man has been cheated to you? And how do you still achieve what you need if a man doesn't want to work with you or something? Because I am chronically ill, so I have to visit a lot of medical professionals and a lot of them are men. And... Very often they tell me things like, I'm lying, I'm a woman, so I should be used to pain, Uh, I'm faking, I'm too young to be ill, all the good stuff. And so I end up feeling more horrible after an appointment than I was feeling before. And so I would be very thankful for advice on how to deal with that. Love you so much. Thank you. Bye.
4: So basically, basically she's saying what we've been saying. Men freaking suck. So she's so her specific instance of of this for her is that she, apparently like all the doctors that she goes to are all men and they're just very dismissive of her right like she's saying like well, I have this pain, and they're either saying, like she said, I heard her say, like, "Well, you're a woman, aren't you? Used to that kind of thing." Okay, uh, that
3: is honestly not okay.
4: And then she said another another man, like you know, that she, like a doctor was like telling her she was lying or making something up. And That's just like men being dismissive, and that happens a lot
3: in all it just happens across life. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, you're exactly. And Brazen was so upset. Yeah, it was not okay. It was yeah. like like right after she got home with the baby and she had to go to the uh, minute clinic one evening and oh, she came back. I was taking care of the baby while they ran out to take her to the minute clinic. And literally when they came back, she did not say a word. She went straight to her room. I, all of a sudden her mom shows up. She is in there just bawling, crying. And it was all over the way she was treated by a male doctor at the minute clinic. Mm hmm. And Brazen was in there with her and said the guy was just being so rude and just mean. And at one point, she started crying. And I think he said, why are you crying? This isn't like, why? And like, come on, dude. It's insane. I just could not believe it. Yeah. So, I mean. That is not okay. The
4: only advice I really know to give is like, obviously, like, find a different doctor and
3: try to find like a female doctor. Well, and here's the thing. As far as the gynecologist goes, I will always go to a female. I literally, I told, told the story before when I had Brandy, like right before I had Brandy, my main doctor was out of town and I had to see this other doctor who was a male doctor. My doctor was female and it was like one of my last, maybe one of my last checkups before I was just to have Brandy. He decided to tell me that Brandy was going to be growth retarded. You already told this story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that true? And made me have an amniocentesis, which yeah. actually is, they're dangerous. They're You don't even do them unless they really need to be done. And he was so unkind and just no bedside manner that I, like it scarred me so bad. And like I literally now, first of all, I do a female gyno, but my doctor in Nashville, Tennessee, boy, Dr. David Housenbilt, honest to goodness, he in <laughs> some ways, like honestly, he saved my life. Oh boy. (laughs) I'm literally not joking. You should have doctors like that you feel safe with. And like, he really did. He's the one that got me to take Lexapro when I was having severe anxiety and it was actually affecting my life. And I was just so against the, doing the whole Lexapro thing. And he just explained to me like, if it was going to help the quality of my life and all these things, and I did start taking it. And it literally changed my life. I would not be living in California right now. I literally, I would just be a different person. And anyway, he just has never, as much as my anxiety would get me to a place, like I would think I was sick or I would have all these issues. Like he never made me feel like that. Like you're making that up or that's not, he like, honestly, just if anything, you need somebody that's comforting, not like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I just think that you, medical professionals should be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're sick, there is nothing worse than somebody being mean to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I remember when my dad was sick and, and doctors would not be nice and it was I awful. I felt so bad. Yeah.
4: Well, what's our advice here?
3: <laughs> to change doctor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And stand up for yourself. Cause you really like, yeah, that's yes. really not acceptable. You know, it's not acceptable at all. Yeah. I all. wish I would have been with Brazen and Stella. Because he would not have been acting like that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the All only right. good thing about getting old. What is that? Is that I will, like, I would have never stood up my, for myself before, and now I'm million percent will. Yeah. Yeah, you are better about it. Way better. Yeah. All right, we got one more voicemail.
2: Hi, Justin and Brandy. So, as animal lovers, I think you guys would have really good advice on this. I had to put down my five-year-old golden retriever last night. He had cancer. Um, And I've had to go through this process before, but never with such a young animal. So I was just wondering if you guys had any sort of advice for how to let go and heal and be okay after... Having to say goodbye at such a young age and when they had so much life left to live, it came as a shock and it all happened really fast. So, to just really use some words of encouragement and some advice on how to get through this, love you guys and love the Stoner family. Thank you.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm so sad.
0: So
4: sad. We did have. Did she bur- say her name? I don't think she did. Shoot. She didn't say her name. Well, I just want you to know, like, I, like my mom and I both just feel this so deeply because we've lost pets, you know, relatively recently that are super close to us too. And five is so young. Like, oh God, that breaks my heart to hear that Like, he, your dog was only five. But you know, it, I think even for my mom with mate, like mate wasn't that old. Like no. it just always feels like way too soon to lose a pet, right? Like, it is the hardest thing because they're literally part of your family. So I just want you to know I'm here for you and Tizzles here for you and I'm serious like if if you want to DM me like I'm here for you, if you need somebody to talk to that understands because I it might sound crazy but like I've never been in a more dark place than when I lost my dog Feather. And I know my mom was in such a dark place when she lost Mate. And so just know you're not alone at all and we love you. And you know, unfortunately, There's no easy fix to this, right? Like, I I mean, it's gonna take time to heal, and that's just part of it. And I think that's okay. I think you know, letting your dog, like, their memory live on, is just that's that's gonna end up being part of your life forever. That dog is gonna be part of your life forever in your memories, and I think that can end up being a beautiful thing. But it does take time to heal, and you can't really rush moving on from it. Can't rush any of it. It just has to happen in some time. And for me. I mean, thank God for my friends and family during that time. So even if you're tempted to want to be alone or not ask for help, like I would encourage you to absolutely reach out to your friends and family and let them be there for you because I, that made a big difference for me. Like my mom flew from LA when it, ha- when Feather died and thank God for that. And then when she had to leave, one of my best friends, Adam, literally sat up with me all night and I slept on his couch because I just didn't want to go home and be alone. And so, let your friends help lean on your friends and family and just give yourself time to heal because it does take a long time and it's not anything you can force or rush. You just have to let it happen.
3: Absolutely. It is hard. I mean, honestly, it is like losing a best friend because they are and it, it does. I still like it's been maybe two and a half years now, maybe that mate's been gone. And honestly, like, There are times that I still cry about it. Like I will see a picture and I will cry. And my biggest thing too is just like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have a dog that loves me like that. Or it's going to be that great that honestly, I can't, I look at Brandy. I haven't gotten a big, another big dog, mostly because I want to be able to travel and it is harder to do those things with a bigger dog. Or I probably would just now be probably ready to get another German shepherd. Like I would really like that. Cause I do miss him so much, but I, I don't, I'm not just right yet because of the traveling thing. But like I saw Brandy when she got Astra, because I'm sure she, you know, you feel the same way as like, Oh my gosh, Beather was so smart and she loved me mm-hmm. so much. And she was my best friend. And even though like that, it will never be the same But it can be great and it can be you can get a dog that does love you is that the same way and you that you feel like that about and it it seems like so not doable in the moment because I Mm -hmm. always just kept thinking that like I'm Mm -hmm. never going to have another mate and I'm not but someday hopefully I'll have another dog that that loves me like mate did and anyway but for the time being like Brandy said it's just being kind to yourself and Mm -hmm. knowing that it's really hard and the grieving is, you know, normal and it's something that you really just have to go through. Yeah.
4: But we love you and we're here for you. And I'm serious. If you want, if you want to message me, like I'm happy to talk to you and offer any encouragement that I can, because I absolutely know how you feel. So. Thanks, and thanks you know me, I,
3: I also love a good little memorial where you kind of do something or maybe like with feather. I think I had a paw print made or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have it on my shelf in my room. Yeah. Um, just something, you know, yeah. that, that Brandy keeps around. And I did that when Noah's horse, Constantine died, it was so hard. And, but in my backyard, I have like his name plate off the barn and like three of his horseshoes hanging on the fence and it's right in my garden And like, I honestly look at it every single day Mm -hmm. and honestly, it kind of makes me just not as sad anymore or as it does that. I just really think every single time I look at it, how grateful I am that we had that horse Yeah, because he just like, he really made such an impact on Noah and even me. Like, you know, and so when I look at it now, it's kind of like a little celebration in my mind. I'm like, oh, Constantine. So I think those are good things to do too. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I still have Feather's collar too. It's hanging on my that ladder yeah. that leans against. So yeah. I just like have having little things around the house makes her, it makes it kind of feel like she's still like part of a, of everything yep. and I think I've said before I have her picture hanging in the in the dog room like next to the crate. So it's almost like she's in there too because it's funny as different as Astra is to her, like obviously they look completely different and their personalities are so different, but there's still just like a little something
3: about Astra that reminds me of Feather, which I think is so absolutely interesting. Uh-huh. And I noticed a lot. I had, I have so many pictures on my phone. It's ridiculous. But yes. And I noticed it more because I had her more on my own this time. But like her kind of sense of like smell and things are very feather. Oh, yeah. I said it. I said it to your dad. Uh huh. And, and I mean, like
4: yesterday when we were doing the dunk tank when everybody was throwing the balls, uh-huh. Astro was trying to jump in after the tennis balls and was kind of being obsessive with the tennis balls. And I've really never seen her do that. And I was like, Oh my God, this reminds me so much of Feather.
3: She, Feather was so obsessive. Obsessive. Yeah. But yeah, it, again, even your dad said that about Tommy Jack. He was like, you know, he just has this one little like twinkle in his eye and it's the exact same twinkle mate had. Aww. And I, and he was like, I know you won't believe me. I was like, no, I do. Yeah. Like, I get it, you know, sweet. You know what? And it's also, I see a little, little, like when I look at bear, I think of Mammy. Oh boy. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I look at little bear as I hold him in my little arms and he's Uh yawning and just being so cute. And I just think that Mammy's looking and saying, I think that's great. No, I'm going to cry, so we better go. (laughs) No, we can't do that. Uh, No, but I think Mammy gave him to me as a gift.
4: Absolutely. And she just looks
3: down and sees me loving him, and I want to be as good to him as she was to you guys. I think that's beautiful, Mother. Okay, well, I love you. Love you. Love you, Stoners. (laughs) And honestly, (laughs) the only thing I don't love about California is that you're not here. Oh, boy. The weed is hitting. (laughs) I just miss my brandy. Well, MT, you're going to be back soon. You know what? That's the best thing about living in Nashville is living with Brandy. I love it. Right downstairs in the basement. It's awesome. my, Val,
4: my friend Val's in town, and I was showing her the basement yesterday. Yeah. She was like, this is great. Tish has everything down here. She never needs to come upstairs. And I was like, oh, she comes upstairs. <laughs> She's up
3: here daily. <laughs> you know what? I am. Maybe I that's why that. my legs are feeling stronger, because those stairs are steep. They are steep.
4: And They're I go up am down
3: a lot. Well, can't wait to have you back. And your dogs love me. They do. They miss their grandma. They really do. Me and Azzy had some good times. You really did. Yeah, we really did. I know. And now when we get go to get in the my car, she knows exactly what's up. I still can't believe you let her in the car. I know. I thought I never would. It's so funny. She it's, knows exactly what's up. She <laughs> does. She knows where we're headed. And she freaking... Loves Tommy Jack. I know. They're besties. All
4: right. Okay, we, well. we love you, stoners. Make sure and call in and leave us some messages for next week because you guys were bringing the fire this week on DRMT. Seriously. I loved the questions. I love them, too. Get some good ones. And Keep it like coming. The- in case you need that voicemail number, it's
3: 818-839-0534. After how long have we been doing this? Finally have it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. That's funny. Wait, did I tell you guys one more thing and then I'm done? Did I tell you guys about this new coffee I'm drinking? Yes, you told us last week. I'm are you sure? Uh-huh. They should sponsor our podcast because well, honestly, I had was in Nashville and then I forgot, so I just ordered it right before I was leaving for here and it's not going to get here until Wednesday. And I literally could barely even drink. I just love my, I love it so much. It's crazy.
4: Oh no. Jot? It yeah, is, your
3: liquid coffee. It is amazing. It is so good. I just love it so much. But anyway, I highly suggest y'all try it. It's amazing. All right. Well,
4: we'll throw the link back up again.
3: Okay. Well,
4: love y'all. Love y'all so much.
0: Bye, Thoners. See you next week. Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever evolving world of dating.